0: Introduce us. Welcome back to Awkward and Black. I think the last episode was with Dell, that actually is up right now.
1: It's been about a month. Yeah. It's been about a good month. A lot has changed. I got a new light, so you know, people on YouTube can finally see the visuals of my beautiful skin. <laughs> mm. you
0: got a new chair.
1: I also have a new chair. They can't see that, but you know, the chair is nice. I got a nice lean back right here. You know? You get oh, did you got like one of those gamer chairs? No, 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 no. It wasn't that was intense. It was like a regular chair, but it's just like sturdy. My old chair, like you lean back, you'll fall over. You better forget back
0: ergonomically. <laughs>
1: nice. I had one of those like old roly chairs where like if you if you lift it too much, the the whole back comes out. Ah, uh, okay. It was bad, yeah. it was bad. But, but now you got that lumbar support. You know, feel <laughs> nice, you know. Boty and back got a little stretch.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. you know, it's it's been about a month. A lot has happened. To be honest, I don't even know where to start, man. I don't even I know
0: where to start. Let's have what we start with the fact that the never ending election in the US
1: Yeah, uh, literally never ending story. Like, I, I didn't want to start know, there, but you know what? Like,
0: who cares? Nevada? Nevada apparently isn't counting their votes. I think they weren't counting their votes until like either to yesterday or like next week or some crazy nonsense like even though they're leading in somewhere like i have no idea like it is i have never i don't understand the purpose of the way that they vote because they have a popular vote where like millions of people yeah. vote but then they have something called the electoral vote like yeah okay, the only one that i can remember off the top of my head is like alaska alaska only has three electoral votes that they can give towards mm. the presidency so like each I state think- has an amount of elector like electoral votes that they can give towards the president but then the popular mm. vote is the population so really and truthfully the population has nothing to do with the other like it doesn't have yeah, any difference it, it really
1: doesn't i think the difference is like like in canada where we are it's like when we have like the federal election, it's like you vote Liberal, NDP, and then there's a bunch of other parties, like
0: Green Party, Conservative, Green Party,
1: Conservative, yeah. whatever. But whatever Quebecois, yeah, oh,
0: yeah, but like whatever,
1: whatever, <laughs> whatever you vote for, Mes you, amis. whatever you vote for, it's like you're voting for the Prime Minister, but you're also voting for who's going to govern your province. So it's like, but at the end of the day, the popular vote still wins for either one. Well, I feel like in America, it's like it's like. So there's some states that have like so many electoral votes, like Florida, or like you know what I mean, where it doesn't even matter. And then you have states like North and South Dakota, where it's like, what's the point of them even voting? Like, yeah. it's basically just an antiquated rule. It's yeah. it's, it's stupid. That's it's it's an it's an antiquated rule that stems back from like 1885, and like and like that rule stems it, it even stems from slavery because like that's where the whole three fifths of a man rule came from because like the southern states had more population, but they also had more slaves whereas the northern population didn't have as many slaves and they area against it. So they try to even out the numbers by creating the three-fifths of a man rule during the whole electoral college developments of that rule, stating that if you want your slaves to vote, then basically they would count as three-fifths of, of one person, not even like a whole person. That way, it divvies up the votes in that order. So it's just like, again, America, America gets- going by... Sorry?
0: <laughs> Why does that even still matter now? And that's the point, right? It's that's America not using
1: antiquated rules once again, or at least not even modifying the rules that they currently have. But, yo, it's like America always kills me. It's just like at every turn in life, it's like you find out America has some archaic bullshit. Like when, when I just figured out like last year that like they finally made a rule not to discriminate against black hair at the workplace. I was like, that, that wasn't a rule already? It's yeah, I wasn't like a, that should have to be a rule. Like that should just be common like, sense. Like, don't like discriminate right? against people, period. Like, it like like it's great, a, you gotta you got a law against it. I mean, what did you do, I guess. But at the same time, like you yeah, have I, to have a rule to say don't discriminate against black people. Like that's a rule, like bro, it, that, should, kind of, that should that should be already that be, be common sense. It's, to, the it's stuff at a point where it. it's crazy. It's like I was watching this thing and they were talking about like about like when they first created the suburbs after World War Two and they were giving all the white uh, soldiers the GI bills so they could afford those suburbs and just giving black people in general like money without nothing up front to afford those houses. We know about the whole redlining thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So when they were creating these suburbs, they basically had in the deed that. The, the, constructions, the, the construction company wasn't allowed to sell it to black people. And then the whoever bought it wasn't allowed to rent it or resell their property back to black people. And then they were showing how, like, there's some areas in Pennsylvania, like some suburbs, where that racial clause is still in the deed. It's just like, it's like, it's like I don't understand it. And this is why I get the whole reparations conversation, because I'm like, you know, America, you need to repair for this shit. Because it's like, every single time that it's like, every 10 years, it's like, there's another, like, bullshit ass law that we find out about that we got to take back. And then you find out there's 20 more and you're like, bro, really? It's it's, it's like, it's like, it's like it's like, I guess like if this was more like England or France and they still had like the guillotine, I'd be like, okay, maybe no one just didn't get around. But that's literally what it seems like. It's just ignorance, ignorance.
0: No, it is, but I don't understand how at this point in the day and age that we're in now, why no one has actually gone over these things to remove these, like the closet you're talking about, apparently it's not actually enforceable anymore by law but they never actually removed it. I looked it up. So it still exists, but it's not enforceable. I'm using that in air quotes because I feel like people try still and enforce that shit. Because I don't... like, because No, I just don't get it. And I also don't understand why no one is actually taking the time to go over what they have and be like, you know, maybe we don't need these anymore because they are archaic and disgusting.
1: It is. And like, at the end of the day, it's like... We 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 like we as viewers like we're glued into the elections and, and try to figure out uh which state this person's gonna win based on the amount of popular votes and what have you. But really, when you think about it, it's a waste of time because no matter how many votes somebody has, it all comes down to the electoral college. Yep. So really, there's no like it almost feels as if there's no point in people voting. It really feels like that. Like of course, like the vote, like the Midwest vote. in the but Midwest, yeah. It's, it's just that like point? at the end of the day, it's like it's the government's that decide yeah. who the next president is going to be based on the electoral college. And like, like you were saying earlier, Brittany, like there are states that only have like three or four votes or there are other states that have like 18, 19. And exactly. I think a lot has to do with like, the population of said states and like how many people are in the Senate and what have you. So if that's the basis that you're going about, then what's the fucking point of having people vote in the first place? You want to either, it's either you rely on that or you rely on popular vote. Like one of them has to go. You want to know what this
0: is and like? I don't to want to. Do. I don't them. think it should be vote because they vote in the president that will best suit their needs, not the actual populace. Like it doesn't. True. I feel like exactly. I feel like they pick somebody who they just want to pick because they can.
1: Exactly. You, you want to know what this is and like I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too deep, but it's like with all of these countries, what it literally is is it's just like yo certain European countries in America treated people like shit, kept them low so they could stay high, benefited off of free labor so they could build their economy, whether it was Europeans getting the slaves or Americans having the slaves, it is what it is, right? And it's just like years later, there's become like this white insecurity where there used to be superiority. And there's this sense of like, these immigrants, these minorities, are going to take over your country. And this is why you see these white people in America who you're looking at them and you're like, you're born in the year 2000, you can't possibly be that racist. But it's this ideology that like, this was a white man's country and these immigrants, and, these, and these, these 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 minorities are gonna take over the country. And then you see the same thing in the UK, which led to Brexit. You see the same thing happening in France. You see the same thing happening in Germany. You see the same thing happening in Belgium. You see the same thing happening in Portugal, Italy, and Spain. It's funny, because all the white countries that were never involved in this bullshit, like all the Eastern European countries, they, they're not doing this. They're <laughs> like, oh, we won't even have immigrants here. We would love to have them. They're not doing this, but it's like- and, I, I not it and I'm Not they, France, they don't like immigrants. France don't like immigrants. No, 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 no. <laughs> they don't. I look at it, and I'm just like- They're just as racist as America, <laughs> maybe even worse. I, 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 look, I look at it, and I'm just like, no, I'm talking about like the Eastern European countries that weren't involved, like- Oh, okay, like the Slavic and countries and all that. But I, I look at it, and I'm just like, yo, this is your ultimate karma. It's like, yo, you came to these people's countries, islands, whether it was in Asia or Africa, you taught them your language, you fucked up their economy, you left, they gave them the freedom. Where are they gonna go to? You did this, and it's just like I see this around the world, and it just kills me. It's literally like white insecurity. Uh, you know. You know. Okay. You know. What? Let's let's jump into this electoral college. This is we America. Got, we, we got Biden <laughs> on one side. We got Trump on another side, and I remember I had to check my aunt this week because she's like, "Oh, all you guys always talk about American politics." I'm like, "Yo, you have to understand that, like." Any country you go to, ninety percent of our channels are American. And even the channels that are locally ours, other than the news and a few programs here, it's mostly American channels. Fuck you yeah. want us to do? Even our news is talking about American shit over. Right. Our shit. Somebody died today. They're like so Biden <laughs> with the fly. Yeah. But, but one not- fact one fact actually, because I'm in because I've dabbled in like the broadcasting industry and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a rule, uh, according to CanCon, which is um, Canadian content and CRTC, which is a Canadian uh, television, radio, telecommunications program, or whatever you want to call it, um, at least, like, if depending on if you're broadcasting from a radio station or a television station, at least, minimum, 35% of your content has to be Canadian. So in other words, if you just cross that threshold, then everything else can be whatever, including American. That's so. basically how we got student bodies and shit. But if it wasn't exactly. for that, we would get no Canadian program. Exactly. Get, like, fuck it. Yeah, Even but, at the radio station that I used to do my my radio show at, I had to have at least thirty five percent. So basically, I would just split it up fifty fifty. So like two Canadian songs and two American ones. Yeah, yo, honestly, like you got Biden on one hand, one hand, you got Trump on the other hand. They're both complete morons. The only difference is like the obvious moron who is better is biden i understand going with biden is going back to establishment politics that nobody wants but it's just like you have this maniac who's literally i'm not saying america was a great country before but he's literally turned it into a fascist regime like he literally has yeah. kids in ages in internment camps he's literally emboldened racism he's literally insulted countries cultures religions. He's literally told his people to go out there and fight, do what you have to do, basically borderline kill. He's literally- Stand back and stand by. <laughs> oh, wow, that bad boys bullshit? It's very, yeah. it's very similar to Hitler. It's very similar. And I'm just like, Biden ain't shit. I'm not saying he is. But at least I, I could feel safer with Biden at the wheel. Yeah, dance with the devil. you know, basically. That's what it comes yeah. down to. It's like He I- is like the penultimate of lesser of two evils. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's actually very true.
1: So to be honest, I, I really thought Trump was going to win, and I'm not going to lie to you, a small part of me was looking forward to it, bro. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I just, you I wanted season five of America. I got season one through four. I needed season five through it. I needed wow. it. I needed it. And now I feel like Biden actually may win, but I'm not calling it until they call it. So well, Yeah, have, I, like, I want to sure see the, the results. results. I feel like I'm probably not going to know until like, maybe like Wednesday of, ne- of next week. Yeah. The, the last I, I checked, like the the score for the electoral college votes is still 253 to 213 or something like that. Yeah. It's been there for like the last three or four days, to be honest. How do you think Trump can win anymore? Like, logic, I don't think there, he can yeah. There was
0: a recount. I can't remember if the recount was in Georgia or not, because apparently the count in Georgia for the votes, it was too close, and they recounted, and I think that's when Biden took Georgia at that point, where he was
1: in the Yeah, league. I was shocked when I found out that he took Georgia. I was like, really? He, he took, took Georgia? Georgia?
0: I wasn't I surprised that, that Trump won Florida. I was not. As soon as I heard that Trump won Florida, I said, that makes sense, because it's Florida. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the joke is, Florida Florida is usually the one state in the South that actually votes liberal more than the other ones.
0: Well, they're a swing state. That's every every, yeah, every
1: single election, Florida's like on the, the break, while the rest oh, of them I didn't mean. know they're a swing state. I thought they yeah, were- Yeah, uh, they're, red they're states. swing state. The rest of them are red mm-hmm. states. Georgia, yeah. Georgia's a red state. Like, all of them. Exactly.
0: Even Alabama, Pennsylvania, Florida when, Florida. Biden, when Biden got ahead in Pennsylvania, people were freaking shocked.
1: Mm-hmm. It's because you have to remember, like, places like Miami and Orlando, those are liberal places. And then it's the backwoods that are conservative. While, while in, in, like, Georgia, it's like Atlanta's liberal, but everywhere else is fucking conservative. Yeah. It's rap. It's rap- mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, man, my predictions are that Biden's going to win. Trump is not going to go to jail. He's probably going to do like nine months of some bullshit, you know, nine month community service or something because he has, he has it up there. And I, I, I'm going to say what I said when Trump got elected. I really feel like years from now, 20, 30 years from now, that new generation, they're going to be learning about Trump like he's Hitler. They're going to be learning about Colin Kaepernick like he's Ali. They're going to be learning about Black Lives Matter like it's civil rights. And they're going to be learning about 9-11 like it's Pearl Harbor. I've been saying this shit, and and, and the economic crashes are going to be the two great depressions because TV needs something to sensationalize. I'm going to go sometimes' the fuck out of this in four years.
0: Facts, okay. And of
1: course, what? it's definitely going to be a motion picture that comes out of this.
0: Can <laughs> you? What, what? what do you all think
1: is going to happen?
0: Can you imagine we see that and we're like, we actually lived through that shit? <laughs> <laughs> now they made it uh.
1: a movie. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this about the entire situation. I feel like out of the years that I've been staying in tune with like politics and what have you, which isn't like that long to be honest, because if you think about it, I only started staying in tune with that stuff from like age 12, that was more from like a, a pop culture standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, Even Obama was... Obama came into office, we were like just allowed to vote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we were, we were like, we were just like nineteen twenty by that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, going back to this election though, I feel like this is like the poor selection of candidates that we've had as far as i've been as far as i've been following it and then you might even be able to say one of the poorest in history but we'd have to go back into the history books for that um but yeah i'd say it's the poorest because trump is self-explanatory and biden is no angel himself either like he's a big part of the reason why there was a big prison pipeline system uh from the from the 90s right him and bill clinton invested into that which created the industri- in the industrialized prison complex um i feel like people are only voting for biden because you know, he was Obama's running mate back when Obama had his term. And, and it's like, well, we like Obama and he's cool with him, so let's just vote that guy. And then it's almost like they seemingly forget all of the shit that he did to, you know, to oppress the black community back back in the 90s. And then people are so quick to forget how he kind of, he low-key tore down Kamala Harris during the, uh, during the primaries. But then lo and behold, he has her as his running mate only because he needs the black vote. So like, I feel like people are very quick to forget this. And they're just sensationalizing the fact that A, he was Obama's running mate, and B, he now has Kamala as his running mate. It's know, just I like I it, I just don't like, understand. I feel, I feel like I, lot- I get you you want to get you wanna get Trump out. And like at this point, anyone is better than Trump, but like don't forget that like even though he is the lesser of two evils, he's still an evil. The evil. <laughs> <I kind laughs> of, you know, I agree with you because I, I feel like a lot of people, especially black people, especially a lot of progressive liberals and black people have been holding Biden to a torch. Like a lot of people didn't want to vote because they didn't want to vote for Biden and they still hated Trump. I feel like I even, I even found out that Biden was against segregated schools. Like people have been pulling Biden's cards. I've seen it. So like, I, I, okay, I do think that a lot of people are initially voting for Biden because of the Obama flavor, but I do see a lot of black people and a lot of progressive liberals really like burning his face at the torch because all that shit. They're still voting but they haven't forgot. Like, a lot of people have been talking about exactly what you've been talking about and more past right. year.
0: Well, they shouldn't forget that yeah, like he's, he's done. N- They have to hold him responsible exactly. for it. And even if, and if he does win, they still have to hold him responsible for what he's done in the past and make sure that he holds up to his promises. That the, that it'll be the populace who has to hold him accountable.
1: That, that that's what I think it is. I think a lot of people hold these people responsible when they're running. And then once they win, we don't say anything. I think once you win, that's mm-hmm. when you have to be like, yo, exactly. remember when we talked about this document for Black America? Yo, mm-hmm. remember when we talked about this for the for the gay rights? Yo, remember, that's when you got to do. It. Mm-hmm. When they're running, everybody holds them accountable as soon as they get it. Everyone just waits for it to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, four years later, they're like, oh, they were trash. They didn't do this for me. Why didn't you bring right. it back up? Yeah, put their foot on the put your foot on their necks at the end of the day, and you know, like I don't know, man. Like Biden, mean, he's such a cornball. Like I remember the whole, if if you don't vote for me, then you're not black. Like I, I get that was try, that was like an off color joke that he tried to be funny with, but it's just like really, dude. Like you're running for president, I don't you're, know. And you're try and you're trying to cater to black people's sensibilities, and it's not even that, but it's just like it goes down the rabbit hole of Democrats trying to cater to the black community. It's like, oh, I have hot sauce in my purse all the time. Oh, I listened yeah. to Snoop Dogg and Smoke weed when I was you in what, college. Dog? We don't give a fuck. What you are you know gonna what do? Stuff? What are you gonna do for communities that that needs funding in the public health sector or for the educational sector? We don't care about who's on your playlist. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like save that shit for the birds. You like, know you don't see. You don't see fucking Senator Kane talking about. Oh, I listened to Neil Diamond back in my early days. I don't give a fuck. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do to, to correct and change policies? Fuck your iPod. <laughs>
0: I agree with that. I actually do agree with that. It has to, you have to hold. Honestly, once they if he does win and everything goes through, I just want I just hope that the American people actually okay. On the okay you know what?
1: Got it from a two the panda. Is everybody back?
0: I, we were fine. I think no, we were
1: you're back, <laughs> okay, you're back. We back. we we've we, we been here. Oh, for <laughs> mine, for mine, Daniel was messed up.
0: Oh shit! <laughs> oh, you're frozen again. Oh boy.
1: You think he ain't Black Panther because Black Panther never freezes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. What are you
1: talking about? I never freeze. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that line to you. That's actually great. <laughs> I feel like you could be frozen for a minute though. But I, what I was saying, right, was, right, right. I agree with what you just said, Daniel. I actually think that at the end of the day, if he if he does win, but,
1: like frozen? No, Daniel's frozen. are gonna be fine. All people's fault? The fuck? What is that? <laughs> oh, we're good. We're good. Like me and Brittany, we're good. You're the one that keeps freezing, bro. What
0: is happening? And he's like cutting in and out. So it's just like, what is? I what? Know,
1: right? <laughs> Don't freeze when you see a hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is gonna be funny watching this back because you and I were talking and then refused to seconds it cuts in and it's like, what's happening?
1: He's like, I didn't freeze. You guys froze. Like, what? Like, nah, bro, you froze.
0: <laughs> he's still frozen.
1: I think he is. Yeah. Oh boy. That that Brampton dial-up ain't doing it for him.
0: Oh! Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's, and gone. he's
1: gone. Oh snap! And he's blocked out. Oh hell! <laughs> he's not even connected to Zoom, and he's still gonna be like, "Oh, I'm I'm good, guys. I'm good." <laughs> oh man!
0: He's dying because he actually just disappeared.
1: Yeah.
0: I wonder if the connection was re-established or not, unless he has to, like, exit and, like, come back.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh, you're back. And you're... Oh, you froze. You froze confused. Are you frozen?
1: (laughs) He looks so perplexed right now.
0: Yeah, he looks perplexed.
1: Am I frozen again? You guys keep...
0: So, okay, so what he's seeing is that we freeze... And what where yeah. is he?
1: Yeah,
0: he freezes, right? Is that is that right?
1: This that sounds like what's happening. But, like, but when we play this back, <laughs> I feel like what what's happening right now is yeah. like the normal video
0: because like I he's not moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> he's like now
1: every, I can't remember what the original point was. I know now like, yeah,
0: really I've think. lost it because like now i just <laughs> shoot. <laughs>
1: Okay, no, no, I think we were talking about pandering, like how like the uh, yes. candidate, like the, the Democratic candidates pander to like yeah. black pop culture. Can you guys know me? Like
0: we can, we hear, can you. hear you. We hear you, but you're not moving. Oh, now he's... Oh, oh we,
1: okay, now not, he's just gone altogether.
0: Now he's just gone. I don't know what happened. Is that him messaging me? I feel like that's him messaging
1: me. Yeah, he, he messaged me as well. He said, start another one.
0: Okay.
1: How so, about we just invite him to this one? Can, can we not do that? I'm going
0: to invite him back because I can invite yeah. him. I don't know why... Hold on.
1: <laughs> another one. Another
0: one. Another one.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel like this is going to be funny to look at because of the fact that, like, he's completely missing.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> we, this is, it says it's 40 minutes, so we still have time. I'd rather just use this and then start another one after that, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. But that was so funny. I'm still recording this whole conversation because this, this would be great for a guru reel.
1: No <laughs> no, <all> right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man I wanted to I wanted to get into the that I don't know who this lady is, but once he's in here, I want to talk about that lady who talked about birkin since I actually know what a birkin bag is.
1: Um, oh, yeah. What we'll, what's her we'll name? We'll let Justin say Fucking...
0: his point and then we'll go from there. Come on,
1: Yeah. Are you joining? What's name again? So, Soweti, that's her name.
0: Yo, I thought her name was Sweaty for the longest time. I was like, how the hell? Do- <laughs> I don't know who this is. <laughs> sweaty. Oh,
1: God. Hey, it
0: still It still says he's joining. It hasn't gone through yet. I honestly think it's his internet. Is it what? His internet. I feel like it just doesn't like him. Yeah, probably. Oh, wait. This little black box
1: hmm what's in the box the box
0: yeah sometimes when it comes to these like rappers now i'm just like i don't i don't know who you are i also don't know how to say your name apparently some yeah that my cousin shared like died and his name was like king vaughn or john i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's hmm. first name king last name i don't know
1: <laughs> right <laughs> honestly like as, as, as much as like you know i i love like hip-hop and stuff like that yeah, a lot, of, a lot of artists from this generation. Like, I'm just like, I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I feel like I've gotten to that point where I'm just like, okay, I think I'm officially in the old head now.
0: <laughs> like, I was never like the craziest big hip hop fan, to be honest. And I did listen to yeah. some like here and there, but sometimes when these other artists come out, I'm like, okay, first off, I don't understand a word they're saying. I don't know what yeah. they're talking about, and all I see is that they're all shiny, like
1: it's shiny, yeah,
0: glitter. Love, but you know what I
1: mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everywhere. All that stuff. Yeah. My yeah they have, like, tattoos on a million places on their body. <laughs> is my stuff still, like, pausing for you guys? No,
0: now you're good. No. We can't record yeah, the actually... same thing because it's funny. Uh,
1: Wait. Hold
0: on. When you hold still for too long, I'm not sure if you're frozen. <laughs> uh,
1: I hope it doesn't freeze again, but if it does, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. is you can finish <laughs> your point, though, because you didn't get to finish your point, so go ahead.
1: Yeah, so what I was going to say is, like, I agree with Daniel saying, and Daniel's heard me at nauseum speak about this, especially back when we were in college, like, yeah. pandering to black people. But once I really analyze it, I'm like, I feel like this is black people's fault, bro. And the reason why I say this is black people's fault is because if you look throughout time, black people have always been pandered to with politics, and we've always consumed it. Like, let's go back to Bill Clinton. He plays the sax. Uh, You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, every black person like Bill Clinton is not only great, but he's the first black president. Then Obama gets in and people still saying Bill Clinton is the first black president disrespecting Obama. Then when Obama's in there for eight full years, holds the office with dignity, people sit there and say he didn't do anything for Black people. And like, I necessarily can see the point. I can see the point. But at the same time, he's the president of the United States, not the president of Black people. And he's the first one. Sometimes him just getting in and just being a visual for somebody else, maybe they can come in and maybe do something else. You can't expect the first black president to come in and all of a sudden everybody gets reparations, everybody gets a house. Like, what were you expecting? Everybody gets a million dollars? It just flips up, and all the black people, all the white people are like, poor." Like, that was never gonna happen. So it's like, and like, even if you go before that, you go to the '60s, '50s, '40s. There was always some white guy shaking hands with Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or some celebrity. There was always some whites. There's always some some white politician who went to the Black church and sang a song. You even have it here in Toronto, but I believe Doug Ford's like the first one to ever do that. It was, it was the Fords that did. I don't know if anybody else before the Fords ever did that, we're going to go to the Black church on Jane yeah,
0: and do I a do that. I think that
1: was the Fords. But mm. Black people have been dealing with this for so long. And then when you get into like the celebrity era of the 2000s, like you see it. It's just like, you're just used to do this and this. And we accept it. Yo, and you know what the joke is? Black people actually expect it. Because it's to the point when Black people have their own Black candidates, like Kamala Harris, they want Kamala Harris to dance for them. Well, Kamala Harris, tell us what hip-hop you like. Well, Kamala Harris, like, I remember when Black people were making a big thing about the fact that she was wearing the wrong Tim's and therefore she's not really Black, or she's Jamaican, and therefore she's not really Black. So it's like, as much as white people do it, it's like we expect people to do it to us at the same time. Because we're sitting, we're sitting there with a black candidate. And we did the same thing with Obama. When Obama was running, there was a bunch of black people talking about he's not black. And then there was the episode where Obama sang, like, Amazing Grace. And they're like, oh, he's black now. So we, we expect it of each other. So what are we dealing with? And that's why I sit there. And it's like, when it comes to the pandering, I don't say anything anymore. Because I'm like, y'all love the pandering. Y'all want to be pandered to. So like, that's true. so like, so so when it comes to talk about the hot sauce, I'm like, you guys deserve that. Y'all want the hot sauce, so why, why <laughs> that? I'm not even talking about it. No more. So I feel like when it comes to like, Black Americans specifically, y'all want the hot love, sauce. They love the pandering. They, man. Y'all want
0: that. So no, that that's why like, on this one. I hear
1: what Daniel's saying, but I'm like, nah, man. I see it differently now. Like right? y'all entertain that bullshit. No, I, I agree 100. <laughs> I I I just get annoyed with with the pandering in general. But I I definitely agree with you when when you say that Black people want the pandering as well because. They want people to cater to their black pop culture sensibilities, essentially, and what defines black, which we've always talked about ad nauseum on the show as well. So, yeah, it's an ongoing problem, right? And that's never going to... I'll show you an even deeper example, right? When it comes to black Americans, everybody panders to them, right? And as respectful as I'm going to say this is, you now have countries like Ghana who have been mm-hmm. pandering to black Americans for the past like two years with the going back to Africa. Now, I'm not saying going back to Africa is pandering. I get the perspective mm-hmm. of that. And I actually love it myself. Like mm-hmm. the Jews have something similar. They go back to Israel. I I, I love myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But the way that they have knighted like Michael J. White and then they've knighted. Yeah. America, and, like, yeah. All of that is basically West Africa and Ghana specifically pandering to American black people. Because they know the Caribbean and African black people are like, okay, whatever. They're just pandering to Americans. Like the whole we're gonna knight Michael J. White and make him a chief or some bullshit. And then yeah. this guy's on Vlad talking about how he's a chief. And I'm like, black Americans love the pandering so much that we everybody does it to them. Everybody yeah. does it. I'll, I'll say this: like when you, when you first brought that, that that example, or like like the way like Donna and West to pander. I was like, "Where is he going with this?" Hmm. Hmm. And then so like you brought the return, now I'm thinking, I don't know if the return is pending, It's not the but return. But is then, not. but then when you brought up Michael Jai White, I was like, "Okay, now we're talking." Because I've said this to you before. Uh, <laughs> I've I've said this to you before in private. Like I think I brought this up with you a while back. Where like me as a Ghanaian in Nigeria, like I hate it when when Africans, you know, they invite a celebrity over. It could be A-list or it could be like a, a, a D-list celebrity in, in, in the case of J- Michael J. White. And like, oh, you're gonna be a chief in, a, in this little known village that nobody really knows about or whatever. And to me, it's just like, okay, so you're rolling up the red carpet for this guy or for this woman only because they're a celebrity. Whether they were a celebrity back in the 90s or they are a celebrity now, you're only doing this for them because they have a certain status within the name. You'll probably assume that they have money and what have you. Therefore, you're gonna pander to them. But if it's any regular average Joe who's never been to Ghana before but has like cultural roots and ties to the place, such as myself, you're not rolling out the red carpet for me. You're not doing any of that. But you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pander to Michael Jai White. You're gonna pander to Kofi Kingston. Mind you, I that one I accepted because he was the first African. born. Yeah. WWE Champion so that one gets a pass for me, but nonetheless like you're gonna do all these things like little John guy You know his own village because he, he he built a school in Ghana apparently or help with the development of it Um, Jay-Z and Beyonce took a trip to Nigeria back in 2006 and they had like a, a street named after them apparently like oh, all these stupid. things it's but stupid. like when 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 regular average Joe people want to come back to the continent or whichever <laughs> part of the country then you kind of like scoff at them and be like, oh, look at you Americans, da This is why some Black Americans are very self-conscious about taking a trip to any nation within Africa because they feel like they're going to get gawked at, all because of the fact that some Africans feel scorned at the fact that some Black Americans make fun of them as well. So it's always this pointing fingers game. Like, well, you yep. did this to us. You yep. did this to us. Yep. It's just like, dude, like the bickering has to stop somewhere in the middle. Like I've had so many conversations with my dad about this. And like my dad kind of has that old school sense of thinking, like as liberal as he is, he kind of ties back to what he has heard some black Americans say. It's like, he doesn't really have that much sympathy towards black Americans. I'm just like, you just got to find the middle ground. Caribbeans like, don't it. either. It's the same thing yeah. in the Caribbean though. Right. And it's just like, I remember um, when we were watching Black Panther together for the first time whenever, right? And we were talking about the Killmonger character and how he's kind of an example of that first generation African in a sense, because even though he's of, original African ancestry like immediate I should say he was born and raised in America therefore his, his sensibilities are American etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. and then even though like he was wrong for what he was doing in terms of his actions his resolve and the reasoning behind it you can understand you know yeah. but then like my dad didn't see it that way he's just like oh he's just mad and he just wants to blame the whole world for it I'm like yeah but can you blame him though if you look at the context yeah, of the yeah, new yeah. situation <laughs> so again just kind of going back to real life shit it's just like the pandering, I, I just hate. And, like, the pandering when it comes to, like, Africans towards Americans, it's like, they do it on their own terms, essentially. So it's like, if you're rich and famous, oh, yeah, yep. we will roll out the red carpet. We we will simp for you. We will be your simps. But no. if you're just a regular average joe, we don't give a fuck about you. you know, like, take, African, your, take your beads and, and go the fuck home. Africans are pandering to black Americans the way that Ethiopia used to pander to Jamaicans in, like, the 60s and 70s. Like, it's disgusting. And it's just, like, and it's just, like, like, I've been to Jamaica and Trinidad once each. Nobody gave a shit. But if I was to make it, if I was to make it and then go back, of course they're gonna roll the red carpet out for me. Does that mean they really give a shit? No, that that, that means that I'm getting this beautiful treatment and they're getting a moment which allows them to elevate their own country. It's like the same reason why Jamaica, yo, jamaica jamaica has historically treated rastafarian people like shit rastafarians are minorities in their country if you go back to even the 80s the cops would rot, ride by and shave off their head they didn't oh, the, jamaica does not like rastafarians but yet but yet but i yet, did not know that yet, but yet, yeah yeah it's a whole thing like because because the whole thing is like they want they they don't like the like conscious blackness right you gotta remember it was under one's british rule right so it's kind of changing now but well, back in the day rastafarians were just stopped and arrested that, that, that was like like Bob Marley talked about his music all the time. But, but if you look at it, Jamaica has also used Rastafarians to sell their fucking country. So, mm-hmm. like, does Jamaica care about Rastafarians? No. But will Jamaica use them to, to fort the country? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does God care about Michael J. White? No. But will they use it to fort the country? Yes. That's all it is. It's like it's, it's, like, it's funny because the image of Jamaica is Rastafarian. If you go to Jamaica, the Rastafarians are the poorest they're usually homeless. They're treated like shit. They're vagrants in society. But yet the image of Jamaica is like rastafarians. It's like it's a yeah. complete bullshit. It's a complete bullshit, bro. That's so why I'm just like. But yo, honestly, just just to move off of this, I, I I think Biden's gonna win. I think it's slowly gonna go back to normal. I do think that because of what's been happening since Obama till now, I think a lot of people are much more equipped politically. And I'm expecting a lot more, like, neoliberalism of, like, people actually demanding what they want and wanting to make justifiable change in a country on just the surface level. So I expect that to happen, especially because Obama started it and then Trump should have made you realize we need that. So I I expect that to happen in the next coming four to eight years.
0: We're about to find out, hopefully. (laughs) I
1: I don't expect that because I don't want to give Americans that much credit. That's facts.
0: I am happy though I can say one thing I can say about what's going on with this election is that I do appreciate how many people have actually taken the time to find tools to actually educate themselves about one how their voting system actually works and keep telling individuals and people, you know what? don't just vote because research the candidate that you're voting. I can give them that. And they've actually tried to like educate yep. themselves and their pe- I give them that much, but we only know that education can only go so far if you're ignorant it really doesn't matter
1: the problem is most people vote with who their parents vote for. Like I grew up in a liberal household. I'm sure all three of us did. So we all voted liberal or NDP. Right. Yeah. Um, So with that being said, it's like, I like the fact that Black Americans are questioning the Liberal Party. I like the fact that they're like, yo, I might actually vote conservative. I don't see an issue with Black people voting Republican. I don't. Um, I think that when you get on TV and do a little weighing, which I'm going to jump on right now, but I don't see an issue with Black Americans voting. And I'm glad that they are actually questioning the Liberal Party instead of falling in line as they did before, because now their vote will actually be valued. So I'm not mad at them. Well, fun fact, uh, my dad, he, he votes liberal, but he's not a fan of the NDP because he feels like the NDP splits the liberal vote and giving, like, the conservatives yeah. a better chance to win. That's my parents that. My,
0: my parents think that. My mom and my dad think
1: that. Okay, let's jump back. Let's
0: do this. Mm.
1: Okay, we're back. okay. You know, fuck. I might fuck that shit. Fuck Zoom. Anyways, so the segues were going so good today, but um, no, basically what I was saying before is... The pandering is the pandering, but then at the same time, you have cases like Little Wayne, right? Where I'm not shocked by this because... First of all, I've never liked Little way. Third of all, I'm just like, okay, you know what it is. I'm sorry with this. Years ago, years ago, right? years ago. <laughs> I know where Daniel, this is going. That's why I'm laughing. Years ago, me and Daniel had an argument in college about this. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I was telling him that I think black celebrities should speak up about black issues, and I was arguing this point to hell. Oh, okay, right, 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 and right, right, Daniel right. and I think it was you and Andrew were like, no, they shouldn't. No, it's not required. All they have to do is make music and I I was like, no, it's what they should do if you're black and you're rich and famous, you're influential, and you should you should use that to do this. And I brought up Muhammad Ali and all these people. But then he said something he's like, yo, some people just shouldn't. So he's like, yo, if you want to, you want to. But if some people shouldn't. And I've seen this over the years. I've seen people say stuff like, thank God to the slave masters, because or else you wouldn't have all this ice. And it's so, and it's so like like I've seen ASAP Rocky come out. And basically say that, like, he doesn't give a shit about Black Lives Matter. All he cares about is his bitches in Soho. And then Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has said this shit for a long time, actually. This is no shocker. Lil Wayne was saved by a police officer when he shot himself because he had a gun in his hand at freaking eight years old or nine years old before he got signed to Birdman. Because the man grew up like a family channel kid. But then at the exact same time, he said that all the black officers and all those black friends walked over him and it was a white officer that saved him. So therefore, by his calculations, all white people must be great and racism must not be alive. And then he has the interview with the black girl that came out I think, a couple of years ago about Black Lives Matter, where he says, I don't know what that is. If if me as a rich motherfucker in America don't show you that a white America cares about black people, and I've heard this concept a lot from OJ, from him, rich black Americans saying, "Well, well, it's okay for me," you know what I mean? And it's just like, I honestly, I, I like you know, what? I'm not even mad at Lil Wayne because I get it; he's ignorant. I don't want to say he's uneducated because Lil Wayne actually has a bachelor's from a major university in America, I can't which one, but Lil Wayne, I think it's University of Houston. Yes, he's he's educated. He's educated. So little Wayne's ignorance, little Wayne's ignorance is by choice, not by environment. It's by choice. So that's why I say he's a fuckboy. But anything after that, it's just like I'm not shocked. I'm actually mad that a lot of black Americans, again, hold so much weight in their celebrities and so much weight in people like little Wayne, that this shit can still affect us. We shouldn't care. Like people like this should just be looked at, called a clap and turned to the side. Because like yo, even the black girl he was interviewing at at the time was like, What? And and then the man continued to say to say something about he matters to his bitches. I was like, bro, like <laughs> I'm, not shock, I'm not shocked, I'm not shocked that Lil Wayne <laughs> um, I forget who else is on Trump's side, but the only one I really care about is 50 because I know that 50 is trolling and he doesn't like Trump. But but like when it comes to Lil Wayne and what's the other one? That little some one of those new rappers that we don't care about. Little Lil something. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was on a record with Nas on Nas' new album. I just can't remember the yeah, guy's name. But like, I don't he's the one that He's the one that Jake dissed and him. Like he yeah, little little pump, little pump. Oh, little pump! Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, he 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 was at a Trump rally, hugged up. I was Trump. to get somebody else. Steve Harvey was hugged up with Trump. Little, like, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm not shocked. shocked. And the saddest thing about it is, black people are gonna forgive him a week from now. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. As far as like the rapper, as far as like rappers like Lil Wayne who say things like that, I like obviously it's embarrassing like to hear that shit. But at the same time, my question goes to why the fuck with the interviewers or like the the networks want to interview Lil Wayne of all people in the first place. And my thing is, if you really want the opinion of a rapper who wants to speak on political issues, there are so many more to choose from. You have Killer Mike, you have Nas, hell, Jay-Z is actually a bit more politically inclined nowadays, you have Lupe Fiasco, you have Mos Def, you have so many people, but because you know Lil Wayne is a reputable name in pop culture, and you know whatever ignorant shit he's gonna say is gonna cause a stir on black Twitter especially, you choose him. So my beef isn't even with Lil Wayne or anyone else who says some ignorant shit, it's with the networks who choose to interview these people because they know they're gonna say some ignorant shit. It's, it's almost like the black eyewitness where yeah. like something happens in the, in the neighborhood or whatever and you have that one guy woman who's like, oh my gosh, it was, wet, I hide the kids! I hide the, kids. the roof, and I was like, "Damn!" But then yeah. they was like, "Woo!" And I was like, "Shit, we ain't got no time for that, man." A white girl walking away in a dangerous environment—dang give away, dang it, shit! Like it's basically the new age version of that. You know what I mean? And these networks know what they're doing. So to me, it's annoying, and we're using these people as pawns. It's insulting because. We know what's happening. They don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And like, I feel like I'm being insulted by association just because of the color of my skin. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much we say that we are not a monolith, oh, we are very much a monolith. So if one and black person a monolith, we all get, have to suffer for it, even yep. if it is little weight. And like, you're talking about rappers who are like, align themselves with the Republican Party. I mean, like 50, is, that's no surprise to me because he's a capitalist, of course. And taxes are going to be his main concern. The one that kind of surprised me, and I shouldn't be surprised just in the general nature of it, but it surprised me based on the content that he's put out in his views and attitudes towards political regimes and establishments was Ice Cube. That one kind of surprised me because I'm just like, Ice that Cube? The motherfucker who said fuck the police and fuck anti. Like, this guy doesn't even like going to the Grammys because of how political in nature it is as far as who wins and who gets selected. So yeah. for him to be involved in 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 align yourself with Trump. I'm just like, dude, like if you wanted to put your plan in place and you really wanted to put it in place for the Democratic Party, just at least wait a couple more weeks. Like, is it that urgent that it has to put out now? I mean, it, even if you do try to enact it now, a plan like that or any kind of plan in general yeah, why not you wait till last will minute will take will take weeks and months. Why to did the niggas wait to till be, the last to minute pressure plan? You could have pushed right here. So like like, what did you expect was going to happen with with the Trump administration of all of all administrations? Like, I, like you of all people, like I feel like, and I'm not trying to put Ice Cube on a, on a pedestal, but for the amount of years that like, he's been talking about, you know, shady politics and what have, like the man had an album called America's Most Wanted with three K's in the middle. I, I know, Justin, I know. We all know money's root of all evil. I I get that, but like, it just doesn't make sense for him of all people. I'm not like. This isn't like earth shattering, like, oh, my God, like, I don't have that much to talk to nice you It's just the, the lack of common sense from somebody who has talked about, you know, bringing down the establishment for so long, even, even into the, the later stages of his career with the later music that he's put out. It just doesn't make any sense from a logical standpoint, you know. So it's like, what, what, like, what did you think was going to happen? And this isn't even the first plan. Uh, that's been put in place as far as what he's deeming the platinum plan, which is a fucking stupid name by any chance. But, like, the the things that he's trying to institute, others have tried to bring that to the table as well. So, like, what makes yours any different from anyone else's? And also, when he was trying to explain what was within the plan, he couldn't even properly explain it, because I feel like he realized he made a dumb decision as far as trying to align himself with Trump with trying to get this plan off the ground. And Mm -hmm. what did you think for even that whatever plan that you had to try to uplift black people, do you think Trump is really gonna give a shit about it? He hasn't given a shit about it for four years sure. with anyone else who has gone to his Trump Tower to talk initiatives when really all we know is that's a fucking photo op. Like seeing like people like Jim Brown, of all people, who has fought for civil rights as an athlete for 50 years, someone who is on the same level as a Muhammad Ali or a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that stance, go up to the Trump tower and talk about policies. Want to know what it you is? You really think he's going to give a shit? You want to know what Come it on, is? Q. You want to know what it is? And I've noticed this. Trump is smart. Trump knows which black people to entertain <clears throat> and which ones to not entertain. And he this knows. is what a lot of the liberal and republican and as you said the news, they know what black people entertain. There's probably thousands of black people who actually have political careers who are knocking on Trump's desk, emailing his administration to get bills passed for black people, he's not with them. But the moment he sees Kanye West, Ice Cube, Kim Kardashian, I know she's not black. But the moment you right. see any celebrities yep. of that nature, you'll meet with Steve Harvey because you're not taking him seriously. And event—and right. you'll take a picture with him and have him endorse you to get other black people to vote you. So basically you're only mm-hmm. listening to the black people who basically have no experience in what the fuck is going on. But the right. black people who do have experience. <laughs>
0: but he doesn't have any experience either. It's a lot easier to work alongside people who don't know anything. And then you're like, well, I can manipulate them to do what I want because they're a celebrity. Like when yeah, I saw the released release when he did, I was like, I was confused. I st- I sat there and I was like, wait, what? And I thought it was a joke at first, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of, when I saw more re- more stuff come out and then the stuff with Lil Wayne, I just kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, so this is just another, another set of people who are in the spotlight, who are celebrities, who are huge rappers supporting someone who really and truthfully their agenda is just to use your support to be able to garner votes so they can just fuck over your people later and be like well look i did this but i'm actually gonna do this
1: and as i said i'm tired of blaming white people for this i'm starting to blame niggas for this shit you all do this to your fucking selves and exactly what i'm saying is these white people know what niggas to talk to they're not going to talk to the black woman who's the Senate leader, who has who actually has the education and the wherewithal to push something. But they'll talk to, to, to Common. They'll talk to Drake. They'll talk to Ice Cube. And listen, I'm not saying that, that black celebrities can't be a part of the political conversation. I'm not saying whether they're rappers, athletes, whether it's LeBron or Ice Cube. I'm not saying black people can't be a part of it. I just think that we need to do this differently. I honestly think that if you are a Black celebrity and you want to make a change, do do literally what Trump uses you for. Use your celebrity to push that change. But please, God, unless you are Killer Mike or a few other, other people, do not voice that change. What you should do as a Black celebrity is you should get with Black people who have been trying to push this change for years, who actually have the political experience to push the change. Get with them basically have a conversation with them about what they already have and then you just become the face of it and push it for them but while you're doing that say you're pushing it for them but when you come out with your own plan like kanye does with this whole utopia bullshit it's just like people people are laughing it's clown shit whether it's kanye whether it's ice cube it doesn't matter it's all clown shit What you should be doing is taking the black people who are being ignored by the liberal and Republican um, administration. Take the black people who are actually there in the Senate who are being ignored and uplift them. But don't push your own agenda, please, God. Unless you are killer Mike, stop pushing your own agenda. Like the dumbest thing I heard was like, they're basically trying to create a new a new voting party that's going to be something like something like the, the Black American voting party or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, the reason this. the reason and this is and this is why Diddy, I say didn't Diddy propose this? It was Diddy yes, who proposed it, wasn't it? And this is this is why I say this stuff is dumb, right? Because let's just logically think, and this is the problem: celebrities get overhyped, and they say something, and then and then all the dick writers online agree with it, and then all of a sudden people want to put it in place, and so no one actually thinks for a second, right? If black people are 10% of the motherfucking population, okay, 10% of the motherfucking population, let's take out everybody below 18, let's bring that down to 7% of voting people. Let's take away everybody who's jailed, and because they're jailed, they can't vote in their actual state. Let's bring that down to 5% of the population. What is the point of 5% of the population having a voting party to do what? To do blood clot what? What are you going to do? You are 5% of the population. If you show up to, 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 the, to, to the liberal or political party, oh what are you going to tell them? Hey, hey, um, you know what, America? You should vote for us, 5% of the entire society. You should vote. A bit. And it's not going to happen. And if you show up and say, we'll give you our, we'll, if you do all this for us, you'll get 5%. They're like, no, no. It's like the fact you, you don't have enough people. The only minority that could do that is Latinos. And I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about all Latinos would have to join together. All Latinos from all countries would have to join together. And if they created their own party, that would actually make change. But that would never happen because all Latinos are not one monolith. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's shit like that that I hear in hip hop and everyone's boosting it. Oh, I'm going to create a black party. I'm like, so nobody sat down and thought about the literally. Right? So one person said one thing and all you niggas just ran with the shit. Isn't yeah, like America. That's why I get mad. Like America isn't Atlanta. America isn't New York. Like America encompasses all 50 friggin states. And like you said, Justin, like, they only make up a small per- – like, they're not even, like, the highest percentage of minorities. Not. And, like, even then, they're still a minority. So, you're therefore, you're going to have a minority vote. And, and the way that America works, as we stated in the beginning of the pod, the, the president is determined based on the electoral college. So yeah. Even if every black person votes for, our, for, for a candidate within the black party or whatever you want to call it, it still wouldn't make a difference because – which set? Which which senator committee is going to put in their electoral college vote for the black party if that's the case? None of them. None. They don't give a shit. Well, we well, are going to offer to a freak Siroc party? Like, they don't give a fuck. Like, shit. <laughs> Look at you just
0: you know, make like, good, like, like, basic bitches free Siroc party. <laughs>
1: like, the only minorities that could have their own party is, like, Germans could have their own party in America.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Like, Italians, Irish people...
0: So everybody latino, else
1: is what you're saying. Every single Latino. But it's like, bro, like, it's just it's, it's that type of strippiness that just makes me angry. And then the fact that people are co-signing it, I'm just like, come on, like we as a people need to start critically thinking about shit before we all just jump online and endorse anything. It's just like, you know, no, let, let me move forward, because I'm, so I'm just I'm just going to get cheese. Like I said, I think Biden's going to win. And I hope that America starts to roll back or at least all of this stuff that we're talking to put in place. I know if Biden wins, he does have a black plan. I think it's like 40 billion over years to go into businesses. It's not reparations, but it's something I would rather reparations. I'm not black American, but let's, let's see what happens. I'm here for it. Let's see what happens. But let's, let's jump into some ratchet shit. Not that this shit was a ratchet right that we just spoke about for fucking five hours. That's politically ratchet. <laughs> um, Sweetie. I don't know who the hell Sweetie is. I don't think anybody here knows who the hell Sweetie is. I call her sweaty I, I right
0: here. Cause I can I do.
1: I, I mean, I, I've, I've heard of her like I've heard her on a few songs. I think she was on that. You remember that record with the, uh, it was Aegis Elba, Sean Paul. Um, oh, she was on that. Yeah. I think, I think she was the girl that was on that. Cause there was uh-huh. one female that was on that. I think that was her. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll say this, I realize I'm becoming an old head because it's like, I just don't care anymore. Yo, I said the exact same thing yeah, when you're talking about this. It's, it's like, you were it's
0: like, <laughs> it's like I,
1: I remember back in the day when I'd be coming home and I'd be on LimeWire and Kazaa all day searching for new hip-hop. I remember when I used to be on hip-hop DX websites or Source websites, I'm looking at the Freshman cover. I remember all of that. I really don't care. Like, outside of Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Big Crit... Uh, Jay-Z, Nas, there was like a 15, there was like 10. There, okay, there's five rappers I would buy their album, and there's another five I'd actually listen to. And outside of that, I really... Fuck, I don't. I I'm really an old head, bro. I, I feel it now. I'm not mad at it. I think it's good because you start to clean out the fucking shit. So it's good. But, so Sweetie, um, who's another one of these new generation um, artists, decided to come out and say... If your man doesn't love you, if you don't get you a Birkin bag, or or your man doesn't appreciate you, if you don't get you a Birkin bag, or your man's supposed a history to get
0: of you... Birkins, real quick. Go ahead. Okay, so for anyone listening or anyone watching, if you don't know what a Birkin bag is, I'm not surprised because it literally is just a fancy bag. The Birkin bag was designed, ironically, for a woman by the name of Jane Birkin. <laughs> she was a fashion icon. People fucking loved her. She actually complained about the fact of needing a bag that just, oh, I'm a working mom. I need a better bag. The person at the time who was working for, by the way, Birkin bags are by Hermes. If you don't know that, they're like, they're a bag by them. Sat there, sketched a bag and it got called the Birkin bag after her last name. The exclusivity of a Birkin bag predominantly is based off the fact that Birkin bags are one of the few designer bags in the world that are actually still made by hand in France. That's where some of the cost comes from, because you have actual people who are stretching and molding leather by hand, or like snakeskin, if you want to go up to like the bags that are worth like 60K, because Birkin bags can get real expensive. The history of the Birkin bag is literally about a woman complaining, saying that she's a working mom, a man who was working for Hermes at the time, sketching a bag, making a bag, naming it after her, and making it very, very popular. Birkin bags are not typical bags, mainly because... They're expensive as shit. <laughs> Don't
1: you got to be on a list to get them? You got to be on something,
0: Yes, not every by the way, not every that's also a thing. Not every single Birkin bag you have to be on a waiting list for. Yes, there is a waiting list, but it's not like you it's not as if that every bag is like that. You can buy Birkin bags that they actually have in small quantities cuz also Birkins come in different sizes, so the bigger the size, the more craftsmanship, the higher the price tag becomes. To be honest with you, when I heard this whole thing, I was just like I knew the Birkin bag was still coveted, but I didn't really understand like why people really gave a shit about what... What's her name again? Sweaty? Swatty? What?
1: Sawichi. <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> okay, I can't say that.
1: So. <laughs> if she was from, from Toronto, I would expect the name still.
0: Listen, I, I'm, I'm from Toronto. I can't say it. But what I'm saying is that when she makes the comments about if your man like, really loves you, buy you a Birkin, no. It's, it's like, I don't... I understand there's a wait list. Yes, they're handmade. Oh my God, they're made in France. It is very rare nowadays to get a bag that actually has been stretched and crafted by a human. Most of them are manufactured and that's why they fall apart faster. But this whole thing is stupid. The history of a Birkin is just about a woman who was a working mom who wanted a cool bag that was more functional, and voila, the Birkin was born. What Again. she called nonsense. I have respect for handmade things because I studied fashion, I love fashion, all about that jazz. But this to me just sounds stupid.
1: Again, this is a generational thing. What I mean by that is, this generation is a bit different. When we were growing up, there was always celebrities, and when you had the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever, the celebrities would talk about their bags and their expensive dresses that cost thousands of dollars. But only only women who also grew up in a 1% or upper middle class standing were actually going out and giving a shit about that. The majority of the world did not care. They were just moved on with their life. I feel like in this generation, celebrities have become so transparent and so influential that whatever they say, the common person thinks it relates to their life and then literally starts to live their life accordingly to the way somebody in the 1% lives their life. This has to do with a lot of tone deaf celebrities, like celebrities during COVID who are talking about they just bought an island or they're going here. I'm not saying you can't have wealth, celebrities have always had wealth, but they weren't so braggadocious with it back in the day. Uh, Hip hop culture has definitely promoted this shit as hell. But you have people literally starving, can't feed their children, and the motherfuckers is talking about I just bought an island. It's just like 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 the whole stutton culture, the whole this culture, like it's just like it's it's sad, it's pathetic. It's just like like I'm not even shocked by this. Like the last 10 years of female hip hop alone has literally just been lyrics about if you have money, fuck him. If you don't have money, he ain't shit. He gotta have money to get my pussy. Like that's literally. The last 10 years of female hip hop culture outside of like Rhapsody. Yeah. Um honestly, like different, it's like it's like same. What was I gonna say? I think like different bag, different day, different bag, basically. That's all yeah. it is. Like, yeah. like if it, if it's not Birkin, it's Coach. If it's not Coach, that's Louis Vuitton. If it's not Louis, that's it's Gucci, et cetera, et cetera. This is just the latest one. I mean, I heard about a Birkenbag Bag, like, way back in, like, 06, because I think either Jay-Z or Beyonce mentioned it in the lyric, but I'm just thinking, okay, another luxury guy, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, this whole thing, like, I didn't really take too much stock into it because I've heard women like her say that shit in the past, like, whether it's her or Nicki Minaj. Um, who else? I mean, I mean we just the A girl from Wild Out who was talking about you have to be a boss to date me and now Wild and Out's done and she's broke. That was yeah, like, yeah, oh. I heard about that shit too. <laughs> honestly like like i don't have so much stock in this only because of the fact that i've heard this all before and like to me it's in it's in one ear out the other uh but the sad thing is that there are going to be people who will take this seriously because Uh when it comes to european fashion it's seen as like a rite of passage that you have money and that you have wealth and black people especially when it comes to rappers they they literally and figuratively buy into that because like for them it's their way of telling their haters that they've won and that they're on top because they have a luxury item so whether it's a bottle of cristal or the birkin bag or a pair of red bottoms if they're seen with that and they're doing their little photo op for the little instagram challenge whatever the case may be then they're showing their haters that they've won and that they're untouchable and that they have reached a certain echelon of wealth and status that no one else can achieve therefore they should be given the respect that they, that they feel that they're entitled to. That's all it comes down to when it comes to a Birkin bag or whatever bag, I mean, Shopper's Drug Mart bag, whoever. Like, that's that's all it comes that's down to. Bag, so. You know what? You know. Okay, I have an idea I want to add to this. And follow me on this. Just follow me on this, right? So, Daniel, we've talked about this before. But we've talked about this before. And I'm just talking about, like, hip-hop culture as a whole, but you can actually make this mainstream culture now as well. But mainly, a pop culture into mainstream culture, right? I've noticed that, like I said, for the past ten years, I've heard this rhetoric in these conversations about like you have you have to, you have to have, you have to make six figures a year to have me. You have to have this to have me. You have to have this to have me. And this is not coming from women who make six figures a year, are highly educated and have these positions. This is not coming from women who grew up wealthy because their parents are wealthy and they just grew up in an environment where this was normalized to them. This is literally coming from everyday middle-class and lower middle-class women who oftentimes don't have what they're asking for, right? Now, I've heard, I've, I've been hearing this situation since I was like a teenager. There was always the one or two girls that was like, you gotta have this, but it was one or two. I'm so glad I'm not dating in this generation, Brittany, because this generation, it just seems like, yo, Ev, that's all people care about. They got this, 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 right? I'm not saying it's everybody. It's just, it's fermented over, right? Now, I've, I've noticed this, right? And I feel like, how should I explain this? I feel like women of this generation, meaning like the 2000s generation, right? I feel like they have grown up, when it comes to female hip hop, they have grown up on stripper culture for so long that they have actually adopted it, right? I remember, um, if you ever seen the Malcolm X movie, um, or just Malcolm X videos in general, he talks about the fact that, like, he's like, I was chilling with pimps, so I started to talk like a pimp. I started to think like a pimp. My vernacular was that of a pimp. You see what I'm trying to say? Because you're hanging around that. You, you hear Tupac talk about it. I was chilling with the thugs. I started to talk like the thugs, dress like the thugs, act like the thugs. My vernacular was that of a thug. Now this whole stripper culture in hip hop was kind of birthed through like Little Kim and Foxy Brown. They kind of they came into hip hop and took on the stripper moniker and kind of spoke for that underclass of women, which was fine. At the time you had Missy Elliott, you had tons of people, right? Then you also had Eve and the brat that took on like the ride or die image, right? Mm-hmm. But like once Nicki Minaj came in and going forward, it just seems like every female rapper is taking on the moniker of a stripper. Like Cardi B is actually a stripper with Megan The Stallion, Nicki Minaj. Uh, I think there's one that's called Lightskin or Red Bone or some shit. I can't remember the name. Some shit, shit like that. But 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 it, it's just like me have to fact check it, that. But just, <laughs> I, I'm gonna name in a second. But it's just like they themselves are not strippers, but they've taken on the moniker, right? And I feel like, obviously, if that's happening, that also means the record labels are only signing female rappers that also take on the moniker of a stripper, so that's why it's publicized that way. But I feel like, I guess because our generation kind of grew up on the Lauren Hill, and you had the Missy Elliott's, and you had the Eves, and you had this, while if you were born in, like, 1995 going forward, you grew up on stripper rap. That's literally all you know. Yes. So I feel like... I'm starting to realize this, especially when I talk to younger, younger people, like, especially like my younger cousin and just younger women in general, a lot of younger women have taken on the mentality of a stripper. Because the things that I hear women say now, I'm like, that's prostitute talk. Like that's stripper talk. Like when you're saying a man's gotta pay my bills. That's stripper talk because a stripper, her job is to entertain a man and she gets paid for it. So if she's dating you, you got to pay her bills because that's where her mindset is. When you hear you have to pay a bill before you fuck me, uh, you have to pay a grocery bill. When you hear like like a man should buy me a house, a man should take care of me, like all of this is like very much stripper talk.
0: It's a transaction
1: and i get why strippers think like that right but this this conversation about you have to buy me this you have to do this this is stripper talk i'm not saying there wasn't always women that had this mentality it's very much an old school mentality as well before women could work but it's also very much it's stripper talk pay my bills do this do this like you're basically saying that you don't have nothing and this man has to solely take care of you for your pussy right this is stripper talk and like to be honest i've thought about it and i'm like Before I sit here and judge this generation of women and really go into it, because back in our generation, especially in the, in the mid to late 90s, we grew up on, which was once reality rap, and then it was hardcore rap, and then it was gangster rap, whatever the case is. But we grew up on gangster rap for so long that a lot of the kids that were born in our era of the late 80s, early 90s, we grew up on that, that we normalized gangster rap. Like, I remember 50 Cent dropped, and I was in grade nine, and niggas was walking around like they was really 50 Cent. (laughs) Like, it was really about it. I remember when the game dropped, and niggas was on the blood and crip shit, and people actually committed crimes and went to jail for repping blue and red, and they're not even from the area. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, the same way that Black men adopted the gangster culture, and this is Black men that um, a lot of them didn't even grow up in the environment, so didn't have those stipulations, but adopted the gangster culture and it became normalized with black men right up until like Kanye West and Drake is the same way I feel like women have adopted the stripper culture. And that's what this is. Um, I'll say this. Um, so, yeah, you can definitely trace it back to like little Kim and Foxy Brown. I think with them particularly, particular, just my personal take on it. I, I don't necessarily think that they were like endorsing or trying to emulate the stripper culture. I think they're trying to, in, in, like, in, like like female sexual liberation and being more braggadocious about their their sexual endeavors and what have you. Because like, like, you know, you have the line, "I come in your house, put my man down, and put my clit on his mouth." Yeah, dominance thing. I got you right, right. Like you didn't really see that from a lot of rappers outside of like Salt and Pepper, and even then, like they were a bit more, I guess, "quote unquote," modest with it, maybe from a yeah. visual standpoint um i would say this stems from the domination of the south in the mid-2000s that this is where it stems from because if you listen to a lot of rappers that came out um like oh four oh five oh six whether it was like rappers like Lil john the east side boys or whether it was the houston Screw a shot movement like uh slim thug and mike jones or even t-pain it's like they idolize the strippers, like Rick Ross, like they idolize the strippers. I'm in love they, with a stripper. Exactly. Like they would they would say stuff in the lyrics like, Oh, I can take you out of here, give you a new life. They're basically buying into the fantasy that a stripper gives him, which is like the sexual pleasure. It's, and, it's and in return, the uh, the rapper is buying is, is catering to the fantasy that the stripper has, which is being rescued away and being supported for her whole life, just to give him sexual pleasure in return. So i think it stems from that and then from then on when you go into the later 2000s when you have your Nicki minaj and then you have your cardi b um into the 2010s and what have you a lot of the female mainstream rappers are coming out which weren't really a lot by then but the ones that were coming out emulated the stripper culture so whether they were a stripper or they weren't they emulated the stripper it's almost like like what how you're saying how there are certain rappers emulated the gangster when half of them aren't really gangsters. They're just studio gangsters. They just put on that persona because it sells records. But just how many in real life emulated that shit? Exactly. It's it's the same thing with, with the female mainstream rapper. She may not actually be a stripper, but she emulates that image so that she can sell records. This is why Nicki Minaj got the butt job and the boob job and the nose job, possibly bleaching. I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Just so she could emulate the stripper because at the time a lot of stripper a lot of strippers are getting a lot of extreme you know body jobs done on on their breasts and their ass like black china mm-hmm. and one of the it, it it got to a point where a black china is now a household name she because she of how back. much the stripper culture is emulated oh. so this is where it stems from and it's a byproduct of the southern the southern music influence on music and how they emulated the stripper culture because the way their their records break out is completely different from the East Coast to the West Coast. When it was the East Coast, a DJ had to break it out on radio, basically. And then that same mantra kind of transitioned into the West Coast, but it was the gangsters from the West Coast who are pushing that music to the DJs and saying, yo, play this record, basically. Because it was the gangsters who were, who were managing these rap artists. When it came to the South, your record got played if it got played in the strip club. If it got played in the strip club, then you're on forget a radio station it was the strip club first then the radio station it was the strip club were the tastemakers of the music so the, if the if the strip club was playing that music on the regular and the women were dancing to it then that music would get pushed into the regional radio stations and then that's how they blew up this is how mike jones blew up some thug and, and all blow rider Flow rider said himself he blew up because of the strip clubs and now this guy's a friggin' international superstar, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's the strip clubs, it's, it's in the South, it's the strip clubs that get your music started. So that's how it transitioned into, you know, the strippers themselves getting getting like a cut of it, or at least the women who want to emulate themselves as strippers getting a cut of that piece because it was the culture that they're a basic foundation of that has gotten all these rappers as well. So their mentality is, why don't I do this too? And the record labels are being a bit more savvy about this now because they're saying to themselves, okay, if it's the female rappers who are emulating themselves as strippers to be the ones who are, you know, making you know, all the headway, then why not, why not use this as our advantage as a marketing tool? Which is why you only see uh, female rappers emulating themselves as strippers as the only rappers in the mainstream field. Because like what Justin was alluding to, in the 90s, up until the early 2000s, you had more variety. You had your political female rappers. You had your hipster female rappers. You had your gangster female rappers. You had your sexual female. You had varieties to the point where it wasn't really a big deal if you heard a little Kimber Fox Brown saying eat my cooch. You didn't really care because at the end of the day, you still had Missy Elliott and her quirky song. You still had you know, MC Light like, you know, giving you bars. You still had Queen Latifah giving you black liberation. Like, you have variety. And variety is the spice of life. So as long as you have variety, that's fine. But in the 2010s, all you have is, my pussy do this. My pussy do that. My pussy, pay your bills. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it must be a dad song, though, because that's, because like, you know, me, coming, coming from a Jamaican background, that's literally on, like, yeah, a song. Yeah, exactly. Whole like, and I and don't know what hip hop like, turned into a dad song, but it must right. be a dance song. Right. And mind you, this isn't a shot of women in hip hop. It definitely isn't, because in the same vein, I'll be the first to say that I hate it when rappers always talk about their dick. Like, oh, my <laughs> dick, like this big, and, 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 and like, Lil Wayne does that shit all the time. Or he talks about how much he loves pussies. Like, okay, we get it. You love cunnilingus. We get it. You know what I mean? Like, talk about something else. So, like, all these female rappers who are in the mainstream, it's like they're a byproduct of what's selling, essentially. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily mad at them. I just choose not to listen to them because they don't cater to me. I know there's options out there. My beef is more with the the institutional, the record label institution, essentially, and how they decide to put... This artist on a pedestal, but not this one because they're not catering to the image that's selling, that's selling out arenas and venues. But when in reality, when they pay attention to the fan base of someone like, uh, of like a Tierra Whack or someone like a Rhapsody, for example, and they know that there's a, a very tangible fan base that will buy into it, when they recognize that, then it'll open up the door for more female rappers to be a part of the mainstream as well. Just for them simply doing what they're doing, rather than having to conform to the stripper, to the stripper um, image. So, kind of going back to the whole Birkenbag thing, like that is where it stems from. And this is just another cycle in the Ferris wheel of what can be marketed more and what is the the status or what is the sign of status nowadays. In ten years, it's oh, going to be right. something else. You
0: are.
1: You are. I miss natural beauty. Jesus Christ, bro.
0: As of right now, Joe Biden is the projected winner of the 2020 election after taking Pennsylvania.
1: Okay, breaking I news. Want, I want to clap, but it's like a bitter clap. I'll give that slow uh,
0: But he's a projected winner, which means they still have to finish the vote count, but it looks as if yeah. he reached 270.
1: He's, he's gonna win.
0: As one, he's projected he will be the official president.
1: Thank God, man. So, I wish I wish right? back she went in real jail, but thank uh... <laughs> God. No, but but Daniel, I, I agree with everything you're saying. All I wanted to say on that last topic is, like, I hear you. The problem is media-influenced reality. And it's, like, I don't see this a lot in my generation. Like, I would say our generation is about half. But the younger generation, like, I remember when I was – because I went to college first and I went to university after. So was, when I was in university, I was in, like – my my mid twenties, and there was people that I had in my class who were in their early twenties, and I remember just the conversations I would have with them, like, like it's it's changed, man. Like I'm not saying that that women weren't always somewhat materialistic but that was mainly due to a survival tactic because of the way society was you had to you the, the richer guy you marry the better life you have you couldn't work anyways right and then i'm not saying that this wasn't going on later on but again it was due to survival tactic it was a girl from the hood or a girl from the trailer park that needed to survive so she married the rich guy whatever whatever right but in this generation like it's completely flipped i'm seeing girls who have degrees college, university degrees, masters, still gold digging. Like, that wasn't a thing back then. If you had a degree, you were trying to be self-made. You didn't want a man. You wanted to prove that point. Now it's just like, it's you know, honestly, the only thing I'm going to say is I feel bad for the following generation because back in the day, it was survival. Now, all of this is like style. People are doing it for style. It's a trend, you know what I mean? And it's like, you see it, like you see this relating to real life. And you see people actually adopting this mentality, even though it doesn't relate to their financial perspective, but you see it. And yo, I think it's going to have complications, either going to leave a lot of women single in the future, or if not that, a lot of people are going to be unhappy. Because I feel like a lot of people in this younger generation, they're all dating, getting married for money. Like the sugar daddy culture is now a thing. You know what I mean? There's websites. I'm not saying there wasn't always sugar daddies, but it wasn't as public. The sugar daddy culture is now a thing. There's apps for it. There's websites for it. Like everybody, every other person I know as a sugar daddy, like, you know, this following generation, it's, it's going to be, because you would think that at this time people would start marrying for love, but it's, it's kind of like it's reverting back. And I just feel like 15 years from now, the divorce rate is going to be crazy, bro. It's going to be crazy because it's not going to last. It's not going to last, man. Like there's literally T V shows, the real side chicks of this. Like it's just it's it's you know, let me not be the moral police on this.
0: The only thing is You're being so
1: experiencing
0: this, like be being a black woman and seeing these things and experiencing it sucks for me. Mainly because there's this whole ideology of that the only way that you can get ahead is to be taken care of and to like be the best in bed so that men will bow down and open their wallets and give over their credit cards or their checkbook or whatever moniker you want to use at that point. It's mm. sad. And to the point of when Justin says that he misses natural beauty, so do I. <laughs> because there is so many unrealistic expectations of what I'm supposed to look like, what women are supposed to look like. And I'm like, listen, I ain't gonna look like that. And that's like, fine. But like it's like, a, a lot movies. of girls, a lot of women, are developing serious complexes from this because yeah, they, they think they're not enough. And the funny thing is they're like, at one point I had the same mentality. I was like, yo, do I have to look like that? I got over it. Thank God. But there is a possibility where someone can't. And they're like, no, the only way I'm going to ever have that is if this happens, if I look like this, if I fix myself, if I enhance it. And it's just like, it doesn't need to be like that. Cause not everybody has the ability to not think that way and to think themselves and say, Hey, you know what? That that's not, that's not real. It's not, it's, I can't do that. And I feel bad.
1: Brittany. Br- 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 this is actually the best segue into my final topic. This is beautiful. The segues <laughs> are hitting today, bro. But but no, but no. Nah, nah, I, before I even segue into that, I agree with you. It's like it's like we didn't... You got to give people the flowers or they can still smell them. Like, we didn't appreciate Maya. We didn't appreciate Nia Long. We didn't appreciate Angela Bassett. We didn't appreciate Aaliyah. We didn't appreciate Kelly Rowling. Now she got fake titties. We didn't appreciate, like, that... That like back in the day, to be beautiful, all you had to have was face. Face was a universal beauty. Like obviously, niggas was still loving ass. Like I'm not gonna deny that, but it's just like back in the day, what we thought was booty, like ain't shit now. You know what I'm trying to say, Daniel? Like, yeah, yeah. like when we were coming up, we were like, yo, that girl got booty. Like, like yo, okay, watch, watch. If you go watch videos like slow down by Bobby Valentino, and you watch the girl's ass in that, it's like it's tiny to you now. But back in the day, we were like, oh, that go, got booty." You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, it's, it's weird to me. And I feel like not only is it affecting women, it's affecting the men. Like, yo, these men are gonna have issues, bro. Mm. They're gonna be in bed with girls and not getting hard because it's like, <laughs> I expect a fake ass. Yo, there's gonna be, yo, real shit. I'm not even joking. It's gonna be real mm. shit, bro. Like, it's just like, Like, I'm kind of happy I grew up on, like, real shit. Like, the most you would get is a girl that wore too much makeup. But beauty was beauty. Size didn't even much matter. Because I would go for Mia Long, Jennifer Hudson. I thought she was beautiful as shit. It was just beauty. Now it's like, I don't know, bro. But going back to this 90s shit. Okay. So I wanted to have this conversation in here, right? I know we collectively have had a conversation about about i think it opens up this way right so one day i was talking to daniel some years ago just to inform the viewers and we had this conversation about what music from our generation will be remembered or played in the future so when we're saying our generation even though we're 90s babies let's just say like 2000 going forward because the 90s music is already remembered so 2000 and outside of maybe beyonce I really couldn't think of anything. And I think Daniel was holding on to Jay-Z. Now, my perspective was the music that lasts the test of time is the music that's always about love. Because love is transparent, right? People are always going to experience love. The emotions are the same. So that's why you'll have love music from like... Motown days that still is relevant today, right? But when you make music about something that's of today's culture that might not be relevant years from now, it might not hold the same weight. So I was saying a lot of hip hop might not hold, like Mary J. Blige and Method Man might hold, but a lot might not hold. I think Jay-Z's career might hold, I think Beyonce's career might hold, but outside of those two, I don't think any of us could really think of any artists that would last the test of time, like the way Madonna has, or, or Janet Jackson has, or this, 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 right? But I also wanted to look at just giving people the flowers or they can still smell them, right? So I want to have this conversation about when it comes to television and movies, and I'm saying like mainly black television shows and black movies of the 2000s going forward. Which ones do you guys think will actually be like a classic? So what I mean by that is like, people still get around and watch soul food. That's a classic. Yeah. Now, this one is in the 2000s. People still love Love and Basketball. People still love Brown Sugar. That's 2000 shit, right? But people will go back and watch The Five Heartbeats. I watched it for the first time, actually, this week. I never watched it. It was amazing. People will still go back and watch Poetic Justice. I've always said uh, Boys in the Hood is more of a classic than Menace to Society, because eventually I feel like when this woke culture gets to a certain point, they're not going to like Menace, but they'll like Boys, because there's still a concept of, like, redemption in it. Mm -hmm. But... I'm sitting there and I'm like, what black movies have come out that are going to be like classics back in the day? Because I, I was just, I was comparing it to like white movies and I was kind of like, yo, the same way in the 80s when you had that Rat Pack crew with like Molly Ringworm and all the niggas and they was making Molly 16 Ringworm. candles. Fuck that bitch. They was making 16 <laughs> candles and is like, the same way I'm saying, is the same way I'm saying like the version of that for this new generation, that I think is gonna be loved is like Juno for sure as a hipster movie, um, Super Bad for sure. The one that we watched, Daniel, where Kid Cudi had the main soundtrack to it and it was that big college party.
0: A house party people- movie?
1: Yeah, people started imitating it in different colleges. Was it Project X? Project X, right, Project X. So I'm thinking like a lot of those are going to be classics the way American Pie is classics. So I'm looking at it, and I just want to start off with movies first. Like what, the only movie I could think of that's black that came out in like the 2000s that I think is going to be a classic, I think Dope is going to be a classic because it's, it's, it's one of its kind right now. Because- That was, that was 2015 though, that was 2015. Yeah, you know, that, that still counts. I'm talking about 2000 till now basically, right? Oh, till now. Well, or okay. 2005 till now. So I don't want to put brown sugar in there and shit. But okay, I, nice. I, think, I, I, think, I think Dope's gonna be a classic because it's a black hipster movie. And outside of Dope, you only have like one or two, so I think that it's going to be a classic, at least with the black hipster movement that back in our day was like underground, and now this generation it's like forefront, right? Which I like. So right. I think that's going to be a classic. But outside of that, I don't know. Like, I don't see the Hate You Give as being a classic movie like that. Like, what do you guys think is going to be a classic movie from this generation that we're gonna like put on years from now and be like? This um. Is- so okay, so I'll NWA get NWA the- two. NWA two is a classic right right um i'll get the obvious one out the way black panther i mean that's self-explanatory. yeah um i yeah, think get all of marvel too right i think get out will be a classic as well oh yeah uh, because we yeah. saw we saw a black horror movie that actually dived more into just the that dived into more than just the stereotypical tropes of a horror suspense film like they tied they tied black light into it, and how like our lives are basically like a horror movie based on the stereotypes that we have to go through, and like the, the microaggressions that we have to challenge all the time, and it often feels like we're trapped, and like there's no possible way to get out, so to speak. So I believe that's going to be revered as a classic. I, and I don't even really like horror movies that much, or suspense films for the most part. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. So you I think us will be like, a classic because I know right? us. Us. Do you think us will be a classic? Second one. I think it will be, but I think that'll take a bit more time than Get Out to be a classic because there's think still some minutia that that some people are still trying to favorite. figure out. What'd you say, Brittany?
0: I think it's. I think Us is going to become a cult favorite first, and then it's going to move to classic yeah. status after. It's going to yeah, gain. Cause a cause get I, I a,
1: the fact that people use references from Get Out now, it's already a classic. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. So Get Out, Dope. Um, um, Black Panther, Black Panther, Panther. well, all of Marvel, all of but like what else outside of that? Like, I'm really because, like, when it comes to like the hate you give, I don't see that being a classic because, like, yes, it's about something that's currently happening, but I just don't see it being a movie people are gonna, but also,
0: though, the hate you give is originally a book, the book is already a national number one bestseller, so the Mm. book may last a standard time, but the movie won't.
1: I don't think so. I actually think the first two Tyler Perry films. Will be watched at like Black Christmas and family events. The first two, because the first two people like, because everybody saw it, because nobody knew what Tyler Perry was doing at that point. The first two Tyler Perry movies, I'll say that. The first two. Yeah. I don't really know what else. Like we always talk about the new Black Renaissance, right? But I'm just looking at like what movies, really outside of the ones that we just mentioned, are really gonna be like classics. Like
0: the problem is, I actually actually think now starting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <No Yeah. problem.
1: laughs> I actually think that like the photograph has the potential to be on a Love Jones level, but I have to see how like black people still react to it going forward. Right. Yeah, yeah that one I feel like it's gonna be a slow burn. It's almost like, I remember um, when it was, I remember just like reading about when it was written came out from Nas and and how a lot of people were split on that album because they wanted it to be like Illmatic, but then some people really appreciate the storytelling on it. It wasn't until years after the fact, maybe like 10 years after the fact where people like went back to the album and they said, wow, like this is actually a really good album. Like it, the, all the stories that were told on there were very intricate, well detailed. Like this is probably like, like some people said that it was not his best album, like besides from Mac or even put it on top of Mac. So I, I feel like with the photograph, because it's not your typical black romance film it's going to take a while for people to really appreciate yeah. the value that comes with it. If so Bill that Street one is going to be a slow burn, in my opinion. If Bill Street Could Talk might become a classic before a photograph.
0: That was a good too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or the, uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco, that could also be like a slow burn as well because it talks about the gentrification of, yeah. of, of San Francisco. So that one could also potentially be in that, in that conversation as well. So- um, other than that, you said dope already. Yeah, um, I think that's it.
0: I, I think can't think of anything it. else than what
1: you guys have already mentioned. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to think of the of the films that like Keith Stanfield was in. Um,
0: oh, thank you for thank you for t- wait. How, gosh,
1: the "Sorry to Bother You." Was I, to bother I, don't you really? <laughs> I don't think that would be a classic. <laughs> okay, okay you, okay. you know what? You know what? I actually think "Sorry to Bother You" will be a hipster classic, the way "Dope" hipster classic. Yeah, I think okay. the black hipsters will put like that. Th- that will be the black hipsters, Juno and Superbad. Right, right. That'll, that'll be a classic. classic if anything. That's a classic. Yeah, classic. Okay. But when it it comes, what about what about um the the film version of this one? I um what what about um dear white people? What do you what do you think about that? The film, the film version, the film version. I actually think I was gonna mention it in the TV shows. I don't Mm -hmm. think the film version will be a classic. I think the television show will be another. Like I said, because black hipster culture is growing, right? I think the television show will be like a black hipster. Like, yeah, classic. But I don't think the movie... Because I didn't think the movie hit like that.
0: I think right. the show was more because of the fact that they added more layers to it. That made yeah. be yeah. why it'll end up being something that people remember.
1: Yeah, I, I think the film suffered from lack of character <laughs> development because yeah. there are too many Black archetypes to really cover under one film. Yeah. But the series helped stretch it out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I would w- agree w- what about, like... Um, I'm just trying to go off the board here before we go into... Um, TV shows, actually no, jump into TV shows. Um, TV shows, dear white people. Yeah, mm-hmm. what
0: do you think about Insecure?
1: Yes, I actually yes. think Insecure for sure. Absolutely, I think I think Atlanta will be another hipster classic. It will be. Yeah, I think I think Atlanta will take time before it becomes an actual classic because I've talking I've I've talking to so many. Uh, I've, sorry, I've talked to so many black people. Uh, in the past about Atlanta some some of them really like it others they don't understand it yeah but I've actually talked to non-black people who really like Atlanta I feel the same thing about their white people mainly for the same reasons why I like it yeah I'm like hold on if this non-black person likes Atlanta for the same reasons I like it then how come this black person can't get it it's a niggas versus black people conversation it's 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 kind of disheartening in my opinion it is if I'm to be completely honest but it is what it is. Um, now, but before we go forth, I just want to say one thing. Back in the day, the black TV shows that we put as classics were all sitcoms. The sitcom is dead. So you right. have you have good times, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the Cosby Show, to a Different World, Sister yeah. Sister. To, those are sitcoms. So that's it's right. really hard to look at it. But I will add the Wire. The Wire is definitely. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, Wire, of course. yeah. That's one of the greatest shows of all time. Period. The Wire. The Wire, uh, Dare White People, Insecure, Atlanta, you're right. It's almost there. But I can't think of anything else. Like, I think Atlanta needs at least one more good season to be put in that classic territory. But I just read today that season three and season four are currently in production. Okay. And apparently, apparently uh, Donald Glover, he says that the only show that's touching season three and four of Atlanta is The Sopranos. Damn. That's coming from him. I got to see it. I got to see it. So that's, 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 that's that's, that's big talk. That's big talk, right? I got (laughs) to see that. I got to see that. No, I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, but outside of that, I can't really, um, I wouldn't consider like Scandal a black show, mainly because there's like one character on the show who's black. Like, I think Mm -hmm. to be a black show, like the majority of the cast has to be black. Like even how to get it with murder. I would just consider that a regular show because it has variations of different cult people in it. I don't think, right. I think the creator of both those shows are black, but she's mm-hmm. also the creator of Grey's Anatomy, but I wouldn't call it a black show. I think it has to oh, have, really? 70% of the cast has to be black for me to say right. it's a black show. Exactly, like, like Blade wouldn't be a black movie. It has a black lead, but the majority of the cast is white. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Um, shoot. I actually can't think of yeah. it. The one? I, I can think of Oh, the boondocks. boondocks. Boondocks Damn dead.
0: It. Ah.
1: I had, I had Fuck you, nigga! It. Ah. I had to oh, tip really? my tongue. Yeah. I was like, dogs for sure is gonna be Damn a bad. classic, bro. Boo my bad, my bad. I was gonna tip my tongue too. Yeah. T- dogs is already though, isn't it? I was yo, yo, well. Yo, I was I was actually trying to mention it last time, but I forgot. I was trying to remember oh, the head. I was like, what thing? I think. I knew he was gonna do this too. Ah, oh, such a pump fake. Oh fuck this thing. <laughs> so dogs Boodocks is definitely going to be a classic. Oh my god, okay. And And I want to say Chappelle's show, but I'll say this. I want to see what happens. I want to see how this generation reacts to Chappelle's show on Netflix. So I want to give it a year from now. Before I, I think it's already a classic, regardless. Yeah, but it's this all- generation, you think- I mean, gonna who, who, Honestly, Justin, who gives a fuck about this generation? Like they don't, they're, they're not the tastemakers. They don't define what is classic and what isn't. So Chappelle show was an instant classic. When it came out, like the fact that Chappelle was able to come back 15 years later, get a multi million dollar deal from Netflix, shows you how much stock they put into yeah. him as a brand and as a comedian because of what he did with Chappelle's show. It, they didn't give him that deal because of, of, of half baked or because of Robin Hood Men in Tights. They gave it to him because of Chappelle's show and how yeah. much of a, an impact it had on pop culture. People to this day are still screaming out, on oh, Rick James, bitch. Like, that's still facts, a thing. Facts, you know facts, what I mean? Facts, like, people right, wouldn't even right. know about Rick James or even, you know, Charlie Murphy, for, for that regard, rest in peace, if it weren't for Chappelle's show. Facts. Bill Burr probably wouldn't have a career right now if it weren't for Chappelle's show. Facts. People wouldn't know about Paul Mooney as arguably the greatest comedic writer of all time if it weren't for Chappelle's show. Facts. This guy either launched careers or he reinvigorated them with the Chappelle show. Brian that shit I'm is all a classic. Donald instant Rawlings classic, movies. instant. I don't give a wow. damn about what these social justice warriors of this generation think about policing their content. Fuck them. That show is a classic. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Classic. It was a classic way before, way before the uh, the beginning of this Shep- decade. started. Shepard show and Boondocks became a classic instantly. Both of them. Yeah, I think with Boondocks it was more like a cult classic, but I think in in time it will be remembered as a classic. I can't um, think of any others. I think that's kind of it. No, because I'm talking about that love Lovecraft it. show, maybe, but I haven't watched it yet. That that one still needs more time. I think it still needs more time. I've I've I'm on episode five of that. It's we have to start it. it's all right. It's alright. It's all right. I have my complaints with it, but it's not completely terrible. Um, but that one still needs time in my opinion. Um as far as like other black shows that I can think of, I mean we've already said Atlanta. Um yeah, you mentioned the wire. Uh, hmm. it's hard because 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 a lot of them are not necessarily black they just have black leads yeah so once you kind of take that out that's a lot of shows that go out the window a lot um that's literally shonda whole whole discography honestly i'll say this
0: except for great if
1: they had given luke cage at least a third season it would have not had someone movie. of a cult following oh, out of here, but ain't no one close signing that, bro. Okay, hey, listen, you're only mad, mad because of the whole Bushmaster thing. No, on. I'm not even mad at you're, that. But I don't think that's a you, classic. You never even gave that show a chance. Okay, I'm agreeing you, with you. You literally watched like three episodes and you tacked down. Okay, okay I'm with you. You don't really but, have an opinion on you? Do but you? You I don't know really enough people on that you. love that show to make it a classic. Sorry. I don't know enough people that love that show like that. Okay, but that's the problem. You don't know enough people. You can't base it off the people you know. Otherwise, it's a subjective argument. Yeah. But if you, if, you look at, if you look at all the reviews and the, and the scores that it got, like, you'll know that it had an audience. It had a fan base. It had a following. And it's not just your typical run-of-the-mill WV or CW superhero show where it's like, oh, it I'm wasn't a minority. Black I'm a minority. We're going to advertise this oh, I'm part of the LGBT community. We're going to advertise that. No, I hate those CWC superhero shows. They're so fucking corny. This one actually had character, depth, and right to it. It wasn't just, I'm Luke Cage. I'm a big, strong black man. No, it actually went into different things like, like racism. It went into white privilege. It went into the industrialized prison complex. It went into the relations between uh, police officers and their communities. It went into police brutality. It went into... uh uh. Uh, black male, masculinity. It went into so many different things, especially within the second season as well. On top of that, it gave you your typical superhero tropes and what have you. And the way season two ended, it's so fucking unfair that we don't get to see the climax of what happens to Luke Cage as a character as far as how he deals with the weight and the pressure of being the so-called boss of Harlem, Because he's now on, on the line of being you know a good guy and an evil person based on what he's allowing within uh, the community as far as what happens because basically, you know, spoiler basically, he says, Listen, if I'm going to control Harlem, then I am go- going to enforce what happens inside of Harlem. What you do outside of Harlem, I don't give a shit. So, if you want to do drugs in Queens or you want to run guns in Brooklyn, I don't give a shit. I just care about what happens in Harlem. So, if you're thinking about it from a hero standpoint, a hero is supposed to defend everyone, not just certain people. That he's aligned with within the community because of his status. So it would have been great to see how he would have dealt with that mm. into season three. That's why I'm saying if they are, if they had gotten to season three, then we potentially could have seen at the very least a cult classic. But I think, you know, going you know through the annals of time, I think at the I think at the peak, it might be reviewed as a cult classic, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Especially when it comes to the music. I'm not just talking about a random rap track being a certain like the way the music was composed the way it was composed, like you felt like you were in 1970s Harlem with the way the music was being composed. And even the music that they did have, um, especially as far as the musical features, like you had, um, you had Big Evans, uh, then you had, um, uh, you had, but basically you had all generations of black music in there to give you a certain vibe for each episode. So the way they were able to introduce the musical acts as a part of the storytelling like, I haven't seen any, any TV show do that before. But just doing a random rap song just to give it more ratings. But they actually had different musical acts from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s to speak to all generations of Black music because it encompasses the Black Harlem Renaissance. So the way they were able to incorporate that aspect into it as far in, as far as the storytelling, masterful job. And that all goes into how brilliant of a show that, 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 that it was. So I feel like at its at, at peak, it be a cult classic because we never got to see the fruition of what it could have been at, a, at, a, at its peak. It peaked too early because of the fact that Netflix didn't want to deal with Marvel anymore and what have you. So I'm going to throw that in there as a cult classic at okay. best. You proved your point. You proved your point. I actually got two more that I'm going to add in there. Tell me what you guys feel about these. Okay. So both of these are more like TV show movies, but people consider Root's, a classic in the '70s, right? It was a TV show, movie, so it's in that category. The first one is the Central Park Five, by Ava DuVernay. That one. The reason why I'm saying that's going to be a classic is because that was so well done on Netflix, yeah. and I can, and I can actually see parents using that as like a conversation piece to have with their kids in the future. I can also see that being a part of like social studies classes. Like, remember how we we had to watch Crash? I can see yeah. that being like a Crash. And the other one I was going to say is, um, speaking of roots but not roots, um, the Book of Negroes. The Book of Negroes I see being a classic in the Canadian curriculum. The same exact way how a Black History Month came about and we were growing up and we had to watch Old Yeller and all this other, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to kill a mockingbird. I feel like, especially in Canada, I don't know about in the States, but Canada for sure is going to be playing the Book of Negroes every February for these kids. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt, that's getting played, bro. right? Because, because Canada, Canada's never had anything to actually play. I remember, I remember when I was in high school, we used to watch Crash for Black History Month, and Crash like just came out. So, Book mm. of Negroes is actually perfect. I think Book of Negroes will be a classic in the Canadian education system, maybe the American, but for sure. I have two actually that just came to mind, um, and this is going to be within the crime drama genre of, of tv and i don't know if they will be i'm asking you guys if you think it will be based on if you've seen it or not one of them i've seen the other i haven't so the one i haven't seen but i've heard a lot of like good reviews on is the shy i'm not sure if you guys have seen that. i haven't seen this so that was the one show. that was yeah that was one that was written and directed by uh john singleton but i've heard a lot of good reviews about that so i i don't know i, I i've never seen this so like i can't really judge on that and i know what your so second be, one is now I know what your second one is. Go on. Okay. So, second one, I'm thinking, I don't know if I would put it in that classic category. I'd have to like wrestle with that with that idea, but I'm going to let you guys uh, deliberate on that one. Uh, but the second one I had in mind was Top Boy. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say Snowfall when you said John Singleton. Oh, uh, okay. No, I haven't seen it. Top that. Boy. I've heard about the one. Top. Okay. I'll say. I've watched the first Top Boy, Summer House. I haven't really watched the second one. I'll say in the UK, I know that their classic black movies are like, I think it's one of the guys that kind of is involved in Top Boy, but before that he did Adulthood, Kidulthood and Brotherhood. Those three are like classic movies to them. I can see Top Boy being a British black classic the same way I can see Book and Eagles being a Canadian black classic, but... I can see it being a British black classic and I can see it being loved and adored within a hipster culture in like America and Canada. Because a lot of black people I know haven't seen Top Boy in in Canada, but a lot have. So I think it's half, but I can definitely see it being a classic. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I could see it. And plus you have, you have two shows. You have the Top Boy, Summer House, and then the regular Top Boy. So you have like mm-hmm. six seasons. Yeah, I can see, see it. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. It, it kind of goes down as, like, the UK's wire. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I can see that.
0: By the way, you have Joe Biden won. What? It's official. Joe Biden is now the 46th president of the United States.
1: But It's official? It's official now. Trump is done. Trump thr- is done.
0: I'm, I have the news thing open. That's why I keep looking down, if you guys notice. It's because I'm watching, because yeah. I wanted to see it is now official yeah. that the 46th president and Kamala Harris became the first female and black vice president of the United States.
1: Okay, okay. You know what? Forget forget what I was going to bring up here. Let's take this last nine minutes.
0: I, I just want I, I just, I to just, I just do like some future kind of, predictions. I told you once and I just want to update you.
1: <laughs> I just want to do some future predictions, right? And I think I heard I heard a comedian come on Vlad and kind of say this and I agree with him, but it's just like, I hope the way that black Americans treated Obama, they do not treat Kamala Harris, but I know they will because one, she's not African-American, she's Jamaican. And two, because she grew up with her Indian mother and she claims that she's also Indian, they hate that too, I don't know why. It's like, if you're mixed, you can only claim black. And so, and plus she's underneath a white man. So I know they'll ridicule her to hell and I know they'll always hate her. But they did this to Obama too, but what Obama meant for black men, is what I hope Kamala means for black women. And what I wanna say is like, when Obama came into office, I was 19 years old. I I remember we had the party at Bolu's house with a friend. Mm -hmm. What Obama meant for me going into college as a black man who didn't have a lot of direction, who didn't really know what he wanted to do, but just was very ambitious and wanted to become something. Obama was Huge for me, just the image of it, just mm. just him being there, and I think a lot of black people they don't see the value in that, and i hope I hope that and Obama was also not African American and mixed, right? And mm. I hope that a lot of black women can see that same sovereign in Kamala Harris. I really, really hope so, because what Obama did for me as just a black man mentally was outstanding. I never met him. But just the image of him, you know what I'm trying to say? And I hope that's what he does for them. Uh, Biden is a jackass. But I do I do hope, I know I know, Biden and Kamala had that Black plan that they wanted to put through with some money into Black businesses. I hope that that plan actually gets pushed. And even though it gets pushed, I hope that Black America still continues the conversation for reparations. Because as I always said, they need to cut the check. Yeah, That's what I got to say. Yeah, honestly, um, I don't have a whole lot of words on this, to be honest. Um, again, like I was saying at the beginning of the pod, Biden is the lesser two evils, so that's something that you know America can at least work with. Um, I do believe that when it comes to him now officially becoming the next president of the United States, um, they need to hold him accountable for the promises that he said that he would make. Uh, and the same goes for Kamala as well. She's yeah. not she's not exempt from that either. Like, you are the first, not only are you the first female vice president, but you're the first female black vice president as well. So that carries a lot of weight and responsibility. And whatever policies that you have in place as well that are going to benefit, whether it's women or whether it's members of the black community or both or everyone in general, you have to live up to those standards as well. you 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 should be held accountable just as much as the president. Because we've had, or not we, fuck that. Americans have had four of the worst years ever when it comes to race relations, when it comes to public health, um, everything in between. And so it's up to you to quell those fires and to quell those concerns of the people who voted you into office. So that is your responsibility as president and vice president. And it's the responsibility of the people to hold you accountable to those standards as well. Like the people you like, your job isn't done. Yeah, you went to the polls, great. But now it's time for you to make sure that your president and vice president elect now make good on those demands. So don't just say the job is done. The job is far from the. In fact, the job is never done. And people always say, you know, vote for your local politicians or what have you, which of course, yes. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to holding your president and vice president accountable. So obviously Trump is a jackass. He was never gonna do shit anyway. But with these people who come across as level-headed to a certain degree, it's up to you guys to hold them accountable and to make sure they make good on their promises and responsibilities. Most of the time, politicians don't, or they might do to a certain extent. But nonetheless, after the four tumultuous years that America has had, you damn well be better bringing the torches to to their front door at the White House to let them know that, hey, your job's not done. We have a lot of demands of you, and now it's time for you to make do of them. So that is the responsibility of the people. Brittany?
0: Do you think anything crazy is going to happen? Now that he's, now that he actually has been declared?
1: Oh, you're going right to it, eh? You're going right to it. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. I'm saying this straight up. I'm saying yes, yes. The answer is yes, yes. I honestly think that if, if Trump won, I think there would still be a riot. Yeah. Because... Black Lives Matter is liberal, all those sort of things so are liberal, right? So if Trump won, there would still be a riot. And the riot, if Trump won, would have been them smashing the buildings and going through CBS, as they've done. But I think now that Trump has lost, and Trump has also been telling his people for the past week that, like, it's all fake, this mm-hmm. is this is this, and these people believe everything they hear. So now that Trump has lost and he's already put that out there and he's going to go even harder in the next couple of days in the tweets and say about how it was ripped and how they did this. I think the difference is the liberals and Democrats are going to burn the cities, burn the stores, and then it's going to be over. The Republicans, I hope not, but I feel like there may be violence, especially in places in the Midwest and the South, I I can see these these proud boys, these young white kids with no direction just saying fuck it. They've already been emboldened. We saw the one white kid go down into Minneapolis and shoot the guy and walk past the cops. We've yeah. seen the cops basically basically protect these white nationalists against Black Lives Matter but say nothing to Black Lives Matter. Like it's just I actually think if Trump lost, there would have been riots either way. But it, I, I think what the liberals done and what they have always done is burn down cities. They did this when Martin Luther King lost, when Malcolm X lost. And I'm saying black people as liberals too, right? But I think the only time I've seen liberals attack people was Rodney King in L.A. But outside of that, I think the Republicans are going to attack people. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a big march, but I think it's going to be in little little areas here and there. You're going to hear this person got hung, this person's dead, this person this. You're going to hear about it.
0: You're I think what what's about. interesting is that two hours ago, Trump tweeted that he had won the election. He says, I won this election by a lot, only to find out that no, he did not. Hmm. So to what me, do you, that's, what you I, just, I like that. I saw the tweet because I'm, I'm following it. So I saw the tweet and I just started laughing. I was like, that's good. Yeah, I think riots are going to happen. People are going to be pissed off. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Before yeah. before this thing runs out, every so far, Trump's lawyers, the cases that he actually tried to put forward, I don't know if you guys knew that he actually had filed like lawsuits to like sue for to them for stop voting. They've been thrown out in Georgia. They I think has also been thrown out somewhere else. I can't remember if it's Nevada or not. But most of his cases have been thrown out for him because he wanted them to stop counting votes and also the electoral vote. So. We'll see what happens.
1: Daniel, in this, what do you feel? You feel there's going to be violence? You feel it's gonna?
0: Yeah, I think there will be. I think it's bound to happen. I mean, people are going to be pissed off that their fascist bigot president didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs>
1: Daniel, what do you think? Real quick. Um. Yeah. There's gonna be. There's gonna be violence. There's definitely gonna be riots for sure. Um. Like you're saying, it's going to be done in the in the most racist areas. So basically. Anything b- below the Mason-Dixon borderline, there's going to be a whole bunch of riots, like, like all the ra- really racist areas like Mississippi and Tennessee and, and Kentucky and all these other places that like, it's going to be a bunch of stores for loser white guys who didn't get what they want. And they're just going to throw a fit and ruin businesses and cause a lot of chaos. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how the view, how the news views them as like, Are they going to call oh, yeah. them rioters and looters like they do to black people who are, who are actually protesting? And really, it's not the majority of black people who are actually doing that stuff. But hey, whatever. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how the media uh, depicts them. And it, most likely, it'll, it'll just point out the same bias that the media always has in favor of white people. So that's yeah. my take on it. Facts. I know we got less than a minute before... We cut off. This is Awkward and Black. We're done. We will try to be here on a regular basis going forward. I wish COVID was done. I'm By sorry. the
0: way, I'm 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 posting this audio Monday. I want the audio up.
1: And that's that's it, guys. I had some other topics, but we'll use them next time. But that's it. <laughs>